Okay. So, hey guys, we are recording. We're going over a little bit of session 76 in the Law of One related to some of the origins of tarot. And then we'll kind of get into, uh, you know, examples of what's going on in the mind of someone who's actually tarot. Uh, so you can recognize this in yourselves too. So, I'm going to start out with um, session 76, question seven, because some of this beforehand is just kind of, um, I'm sorry, question six. Some of that beforehand is just making sure everything was in place for the channeling and that. So let's start with, again, question six. Um so the question was, could you please tell me the origin of tarot? So then Ra gives the answer of uh, the origin in this system of study and divination is twofold. There is that influence which coming in a distorted fashion from those who were priests attempting to teach the law of one in Egypt gave form to the understanding, if you pardon the misnomer, which they had received. These forms were then made a regular portion of the learned teachings of an initiate. Okay, so in Egypt, whenever they were teaching or attempting to teach the law one, um, they they actually had made this into like uh, the lessons. Okay, just like if you were to go to a school, you get lesson plans. They actually required it to be learned if you were an initiate. So the second influence uh, is that of those entities in the lands that you call Ur Chaldea of Mesopotamia, which is also uh, known as Sumeria, who from old had received the data for which they, they called having to do with the heavens. Thusly, we find two methods of divination being melded into one with uneven results um, as you call it astrology and the form being combined to suggest what you might call the correspondences which are typical of the distortions you may see as attempts to view the archetypes so it almost seems like they, they kind of combine two forms of divination into one to create what they were learning in Egypt. So the next question is, am I correct in assuming that the priests of Egypt, in attempting to convert knowledge that they had received initially from Ra into understandable symbology, constructed and initiated the concept of tarot? Is this correct? And they kind of repeat what they just spoke of earlier and saying, yeah, this is correct with the addition of Sumerian influence. OK, so there was possibly already a form that was available to them by the Sumerians that was uh, brought down from this this culture, but they kind of added their own spin. So and in, elsewhere in the law, when they talk about you know, in Egypt, I think don't ask the question, how did you give them this knowledge? And then raw states, you know, well, through dreams and through visions, those types of things. Um, 
And then we kind of get into questions about the archetypes, but this is in regards to, um, uh, well, the archetypes of the logos, yes, but we realized that the tarot that was given to us um, is uh, synonymous with, you know, the archetypes of tarot, the represented at the tarot. Um, so, John asked for Ross teaching, focusing on the archetypes for this logos and the methods of achieving a very close approach to the archetypical configuration. Is that right? Um, and Ross says something of an oxymoron, I guess, and says this is correct without being true. OK. We have Ra, our humble messengers of the law of one. We seek to teach, learn this single law. During the space time of the Egyptian teach learning, we work to bring the mind complex, the body complex, and the spirit complex into an initiated state in which the entity could contact intelligent energy and so become teach learner itself that healing and the fruits of study could be offered to all. The study of the roots of the mind is a portion of the vivification of the mind complex. And I had to actually look at the definition of that word vivification. So it means like to come alive. So if I if I read it with that definition, it kind of sounds more understandable or maybe it did just for me. But so I'll go back. The study of the roots of the mind is a portion of the uh, waking up or coming alive of the mind complex. And as we have noted, the thorough study of the portion of the roots of the mind called archetypical is an interesting and necessary portion of the process as a whole. So in my opinion, it's stating you know, we've really got to study how the mind works in order to wake up. We've really got to um, study how everything is functioning underneath there in the deep mind in order to um, to to. Yeah, to to make that mind come alive and understand what the mind can actually do. It's a necessary portion of the whole process. And tarot is a very, very good um, uh, tool to learn how to do that. So, and here they ask, it's a really important question. Don asks in question nine, session 76, is there, in Ra's opinion, any present day value for the reuse of tarot as an aid in the evolutionary process? So would it help us to learn how to study tarot, how to read tarot? I guess you don't necessarily have to read it, but studying it on your own. Okay, first and foremost. Uh, so raw answers, we're going to repeat it. It is an appropriate study. Is it, it is appropriate to study one form of constructed and organized distortion of the archetypical mind in depth in order to arrive at the position of being able to become and to experience archetypes at will. Becoming the archetypes. You have three basic choices. You can choose astrology, the 12 signs, as you call uh, the, these portions of your planet's energy web. 
and what has been called the 10 planets. I found that little tidbit very interesting, uh, the 10 planets. As you choose the tarot with its 22 so-called major arcana, you may choose a study of the so-called tree of life with its tense uh, sephiroth and the 22 relationships with the stations. So they're saying it's really important to study one of these three. Um, it would help really help out in the evolutionary process. So those three are astrology, uh, tarot, and the tree of life. Um, they kind of go on to explain that it is well to investigate each discipline, uh, not as a, um, okay, I'm going to skip that one, but as one who seeks the touchstone, who wishes to feel the pull of the magnet. Okay. Um, who wishes to feel the pull of the magnet. One of these studies will become more attractive to the seeker. Uh, so one might be uh, more drawn to studying astrology, another tarot, and another the tree of life. Uh, and none of those are wrong. They're all going to help us on our uh, evolutionary process. Okay. Uh, so let the seeker then investigate the archetypical mind using basically one of these three disciplines. And after a period of study, the discipline masters sufficiently, the seeker then may complete the more important step. That is the moving beyond the written in order to express a um, to express it in a unique understanding. Um, a unique fashion, it's understanding, my goodness. If you may again pardon the noun, the archetypical mind. Okay. Uh, pardon my language. Apparently, I cannot speak very well tonight, or my, my words are getting jumbled up. But uh, so basically, what they're saying though is the more important step is actually almost teaching it. So or expressing your understanding of it. So if you're studying tarot, yeah, it's finding you need to study the archetypes and uh, learn what they symbolize for you, get a feel for it. But the much more important step is um, showing others how you actually understand it. So. So I found that pretty interesting. And it's also synonymous with how they go into at one point. Um, you know, you learn teach, okay, so you learn lessons, you learn this, you learn that, and you're also teaching yourself. Um, but just then you start getting into your teach learning. So that is teaching others what you know and what you've learned, um, you know, using that, that, that throat chakra and expressing it. Okay. Um, so I'll go on to the next. I just want to make sure we got a couple left and then Margie and I are actually going to give you a, an insight on, again, like I said earlier, going through kind of what happens whenever we're giving readings. Um, so this is question 10, session 76. Would I be correct in saying that our local logos and acting as co-creator distorted to some extent for the purposes of experience when that which we experience here. 
Um, and that the archetypes of this particular logos are somewhat unique with respect to the, the rest of creation. So, and, okay, let me finish this paragraph, but I do kind of want to express one of my concerns with the way that he asked this question. But, um, but are of course related to the all and that they are a part of, but are, I can say, a unique part and that the systems of the study that we have just talked about would not translate quickly or easily in other parts of, of the creation. Okay, then he says, yeah, this is a very difficult question to state. I get that. <laughs> so I have difficulty reading it. But the answer kind of, um, you know, kind of clears that up. But my question was in reading this. So at first he says local logos. And then later on, he just says logo. So our local logos would be our sun, I would imagine. And logos, I'm not sure if John is talking about um, the galaxy or even further up than that. I, I, I wasn't clear on that. But let's see what Ross says. So Ross says, we may draw attention from the welter statement, which you offer the question we believe that you asked. Uh, please we question if you we have mistaken. So the archetypical mind is that um, mind which is peculiar to the logos under which influence you are at this space time, distorting your experiences. So uh, there is no other logos, the archetypical mind, of which you would be the same any more than the stars would appear from the same. Uh, from other planet, from another galaxy. And then you, uh, the, Ross goes on and says, you may correctly infer that the closer logoi are in G closer in archetypes. So that one is the same. So I'm pretty sure they're talking straight about the, the local logos are our sun, which really would be like a sub sub logos or a sub logos, um, in regards to how it creates you know these specific archetypes um and not one is the same but say our sun and the next solar system over like proxima b um, they would have very similar archetypal structure it may not be exactly the same but we would go through similar experiences um and uh possibly evolve and through the densities in similar ways at least the way that i understand it um so going on to question 11, uh, since Ra initially uh, evolved on Venus, Ra is the same archetypal typical origin as that which we experience here. Is that correct? And Ra says, yeah, this is correct. So um, since we're in the same solar system, maybe possibly the, the, the entire solar system kind of falls under the same roof and uh, of these these 22 archetypes. Um, okay. I'll go over one more, and then it kind of goes into uh, the evolution through the densities, but I do want to at least express this last one here. Um, so the last question I'm going to go over, question 12. But I am assuming that the concepts of tarot and magical concepts of tree of life were not used by Ra. I suspect possibly some form of astrology was a previous Ra concept. Just a guess. Am I right? 
Um, and then Ra answers uh, to express Ra's methods of study of the archetypical mind under the system of distortions, which we enjoyed would be to skew your own judgment of that, which is appropriate. Uh, forming the conditions in which you learn or teach. And therefore, we must invoke the law of confusion. And I always think of every time they say we have to invoke the law of confusion, it's always like that's their form of I plead the fifth. <laughs> so but it's not to um, uh, be mean. It's not to, um, you know, take accountability, on, take accountability on self or refusing accountability. What they're saying is like, don't don't let how we learned confuse you of how you should be learning. Um, it's kind of what they're going with. So if that makes sense. So, um, so Margie, I kind of wanted to get into what I've noticed happening. I've myself have been reading a lot more lately and I know, um, you read tarot as well, but I find an awful lot of patterns and I'm also, um, picking up a line a lot more cues of how I actually read. Cause when I first really started, I didn't know how I was doing it. I, I just would just say words and, you know, it would happen. So some of the themes that I've noticed and uh, especially reading a lot more is that I'll get personal cues a lot of times. So for example, I was reading for um, a lady and uh, yeah, you can unmute if you want. I was reading for a lady and it was like she was getting an awful lot of dream cards. So I was explaining to her, you know, what's in the law of one, how dreams work. Sometimes they are an actual experience. They get kind of stored in the upper subconscious where the conscious mind can reach them more comfortably. And it's not a shocking moment to the individual. Um, so at that moment, I was um, I had gotten an image of my own grandmother uh standing at the edge of my bed and uh so i use as an as an example i said for example in a dream state you see grandma standing at the end of the bed and it's more comfortable instead of in your waking life seeing grandma you know standing at the end of the bed and that was like the third card in and we did a whole uh the rest of the reading and i said you got to tell me <laughs> what's going on with the dream stuff after it was over and she said yeah i'm seeing where i'm standing at the end of my bed so like, oh, yeah that's how it's working right yeah. it's like yeah but it also like it kind of helps it's helping me understand how we're all connected as well if that makes sense like we all go Definitely. through similar experiences but it's expressed a little bit differently so so what are your experiences like what goes on in your mind when you're giving readings uh, that you've noticed or a pattern of? Ah, wow. Um, there's so many different things that happen. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it's a no-brainer because a person from the other side will come in and I'll get in instant images or smells or even uh, um, I'll see something zoom by me. And sometimes I'll call them out by name. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... That's pretty wild to me, but that's how sometimes it happens. Um, yeah, yeah. And but, that's kind of, yeah, very similar. I might get, um, I don't know that I've ever gotten names, but I have gotten a lot of words that I've just ran with and said them. Um, you know, like I, 
Uh, I was given a reading to a gentleman and I, I kept hearing hobby and a career. So I said it and then I was using examples off of that to keep the reading going. And apparently that's what had happened is he had quit like a half million dollar job a year to do his hobby full time because he said he just had a feeling that that's what he was supposed to do. So he was coming to get a reading to make sure that he made the right choice. So, wow. So there he had his, his, uh, his, uh, uh, affirmation yeah, and what he was yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. Um, like I said before, um, I was telling you when it wasn't recording, uh, I drew a picture of a girl uh, six months before this lady I never met wanted a reading. I was getting ready to move actually to this place and I left one picture behind and I put the picture in front of my lily that I had for Easter and I said, oh, your name's Lily Rose. And then right after that, uh, upstairs, I heard somebody say, Mom. I'm like, okay. Uh, just within seconds, I opened the door, and I just met the lady. We just sat down. Uh, I said, do you know somebody by the name of Lily Rose? And she instantly started to cry. So, I mean, that's, that was pretty wild. But sometimes it happens like that. Um, a lot of my images come through art and, uh, a lot of it's just, um, just listening, you yeah, know, listening yeah. to the other side or getting cues, you know, really everybody's so different. Their energy yeah. is so different. So it's, it's hard to say, but the, the cards for me are an extension of myself Absolutely, they are. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I mean, I could throw rocks and I could read those. I could, you know, put creamer and coffee and turn it around and read, read that. So these are just cues. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, In fact, I that actually came up in a reading uh, this past weekend that I was giving uh, because I noticed at one point in time, with this gentleman, I had only pulled two cards and then I just kept talking for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I think I was. See, we all can do that. We we actually don't need the cards, but they're good tools and they're a good extension of, of us and they're good cues. Um, and I don't know what was different and why I connected so easily with that. But that's all they are is an extension that are a tool. Um mm -hmm. And maybe eventually we won't need them, but I do like working with my cards. I think I it's do a beautiful too. thing. So, and yeah. the, the patterns that come out, I'm like, wow, that is really easy to see. It's amazing. Yes. Um, but yes. what I do when I do readings for people, I have them involved in their own reading. So I ask them, you know, when I'm mixing the cards, I, I say, you know, you tell me when you want me to stop mixing. Tell me when you want to uh, me to cut the deck or not or whatever that way their self and their higher self is involved in the reading <laughs> so yeah that's a good idea too I mean I kind of do that what I do is I um, I shuffle really good and then I lay the card the deck out in front of them and I say um, you know I really want you to kind of focus your intentions on what you want to hear or need to hear sometimes those are two different things and then and then I want you to cut the deck a few times until you are ready, until you are done. There you go. So, 
Yeah, but yeah. you're right. It does kind of put their higher selves um, into the reading, and that way they're they're absolutely involved, and it connects you to them a little bit mm -hmm. easier. So, absolutely. And anytime I do a reading, I make sure that my area is higher vibration. Um, I, yes. I make sure that I have the white light around me. Um, I I just I put the white light around them, and it, now that I do like phone readings, I can't like sage them or anything. But when I was doing in person readings, I would sage them. <laughs> so, well, sure, yeah. yeah, sure. And I use uh, you're absolutely right. So I make candles too, and I usually burn one of my candles next to, which happens uh, most of the time is rose. Uh, I use rose essential oils. So I have that burning. And then I also have an organite pyramid. Um, there you go. Yeah. So uh, that helps. But uh, yeah, so it's interesting what happens. And I, especially after this last weekend, I really processed because it was so successful and I got rather surprised at myself. I mean, I think we all can be surprised at ourselves when we really really put in the, the confidence and the effort, but I'm like, what went right? You know, and there was a few things I, I said what went wrong, but um, I'm like, what went right or more right than usual this time? What was happening? You know, I was really picking up a lot on the personal cues. Like another example is uh, with this one woman. Um, I can't remember what card it was, but I'm like, this is like a luminal space. So a luminal space is like, uh, an empty house, like before someone moves in, you know, it's kind of awkward because it, it's you're so used to seeing something like that filled with stuff. And I said, but this is this is good. It's it's transition. But there's a space that you can just make whatever you want with, like hang your own pictures, design exactly how you want it and, and this and that. But I was seeing um, my grandmother's house empty. So it was another personal cue. Like I saw myself walk into grandma's house and it was just empty and, um, you know, and it was there for me to, to do what I wanted with. And, you know, after the reading, she explained it. She says, yeah, I just bought a new building for my business that I close on, on, on October 1st. So, uh, you know, so that was, and now I can do whatever I want. I'm rebranding myself. <laughs> so, awesome. Yay. You know, so. <laughs> Personal cues. One other thing, or a couple other things, I noticed that I was really picking up on too is body language. I was, yeah, uh, I was thinking about that too. Yeah. So, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. So, mm -hmm. and that brings me to my point that I think we all can do this, whether we realize that we're doing it or not. But picking up on body language is a must. Um, to you know, you can tell when somebody's body shifts that you're in the right direction or you're not in the right direction or it's making sense or it's not making sense. And then you can kind of shift to where you need to or pull a different card and clarify and, you know, go forth and uh, move on. And um, uh, the the words, I'll get word cues and then trust is an absolute must. If you don't trust yourself or have confidence in yourself, then you're not going to. You know, it's a major game changer. Let's put it yeah. that way. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Um, also, you know, with body language, if somebody's crossing their arms, 
yeah, and they're pulled back, you you know it's going to be a little bit tougher reading. So I always yes. tell people to don't cross your legs or your arms because really you're reading energy and you're getting mixed energy or yes. energy that's completely removed, like sure, you're doing a reader, reading. So yeah. um, that's, that's another thing to connect, you know, with the tarot and the person. If their body yeah. language is is standoffish, then it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, that reading yeah. is going to be like pulling teeth, you know. So yeah, yeah, and I've had a few of those um, where people are, are just not sure, you know, that they even want to get a reading, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know, you can you can kind of feel that energy, um, and that really makes a difference. Uh, it, but yeah, you're right. That is a good suggestion. You know, make sure they're facing you and they don't have anything crossed or because because it crosses their energy. Also, when people are chewing gum, <laughs> I know this sounds weird. That's another thing that's like, well, I, for whatever reason, that's it's harder for me yeah. to read that person and connect with you know the cards, the person, or whatever I'm using. Um, well, it's awfully distracting. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It is, but it has something to do with the energy. I'm not quite sure what it what it is, but and I I make sure that they have plenty of water to drink. So yeah, it just it makes it easier for me, you know. Well, yeah, and, and it makes them more comfortable. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and there's always room for improvement everywhere, um, and. Is there anything else that happens with you whenever you're getting readings that you notice that, or sometimes it's, you don't notice until afterwards that you're doing during a reading that really well, stands out to you? Sometimes even before they get there, I just go into this writing and I'll start jotting things down and I'll just start putting numbers. And am I, I guess I'm not like everybody else, you know, I guess, I guess everybody's different, but so I start writing things down even before they get there. Um, yeah, I, also, I also tie in, you know, what's going on with the sun, what's going on with people, um, what's going on with the moon, you know. <laughs> so I just, I kind of jot that down and put that. So basically, it's like I'm I'm already getting a feel for that person. Uh, or sometimes, even before they get here, uh there, there'll be a name or a person that's associated with them, or I'll get a noise, you know, like uh, the girl saying "mom." So, yeah, yeah, uh, that brings up a good point. I've noticed. Well, when I was doing far less often readings and one person at a time, not necessarily several a day, what would happen is I would often have a dream the night before that I couldn't understand, but I would make note of it, and then bring it up to that person and they'd be like, yeah, that's what happened to me or that's what I'm worried about or, you know, something like that. So, Interesting. yeah, yeah. So, you know, don't take, I wouldn't take those things lightly. You know, everything might have possible meaning. Um, I know there was a lady that um, I had myself had gotten a reading done um it's been quite a few years ago, I think before, even before my daughter was born. So eight years ago, nine years ago, maybe. And she had said sometimes, it, you know, 
if there was, she just, she did more of like a, she put in her mediumship abilities into the tarot readings. So she said, sometimes they like hang out with me for like a day before, you know, the, the reading and I'm wondering who this person is. And then I'll, I'll bring up the character, the like, uh, the physical appearance of this person to, you know, the person I'm giving a reading to. And they're like, yeah, it's grandma or something, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, when I am at conventions, though, I, you know, obviously don't have time to start looking into this person. So it's, it's basically with the cards and what yeah. images I'm getting in my head. So, yeah. Either way is good. Agreed. I rely heavily on images that just pop in. And I mean, a lot of times they're so quick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, under a time, you know, a limited time, they do have to happen so quick and you just have to make make use of it uh, on what's coming in or the sounds will come in very, very quick. Even when you're already talking, you know, you might have uh, like a word come in that you need to put in there somehow, some way. Um, and uh or while you're reading the body language and, you know, it's all kind of happening at once, I guess. It's like it, when you're giving a reading, you're like entering this long hallway with like 10,000 doors and like one opens and one shuts and one opens. <laughs> does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and also, also I some, sometimes I'll see, you know, their auras pretty clearly. So if I get a hit, sometimes I'm like, am I cheating? I don't know. If I get a hit, sometimes their auras will uh, all of a sudden glow. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm on the right track. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, I don't, I know of, I don't see auras yet. Although I would like to, that is one thing that I would like to develop. Um, uh, Speaking on the hit thing though. So, um, Especially with reading more and more and more, what I've noticed is that if I'm if I'm headed in the right direction, I'll feel like a pressure in the heart chakra, a good kind mm. of pressure. Or if I'm not, I feel it in the pit of my stomach. So that's a solar plexus. I'm not necessarily heading in the right direction or I need something, another card to clarify it with. So that's definitely a pattern that I've noticed. So this is like you got to use all your senses. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I'm going to focus on that. Yeah, and, and not everybody, you know, has uses the same thing. So it's really good to have two readers on talking about it because, I, again, I, I said earlier, I can't, I can only speak for myself. I cannot speak for what happens to others when they're giving readings, but it's certainly really good to talk about it. Uh, because if Ra, as Ross said, you know, it's really important to study either astrology, tarot, or the tree of life to really kind of aid in uh, our evolutionary process and open up that deep mind. And and then what I what I love so much about reading cards is that it hel- it helps me, it heals me, and it's getting me more in touch with my own intuition. And I can see my intuition being heightened in my daily life too not just giving readings. So it's helping me out, me out tremendously, as well as helping that person out tremendously. And I'm able to give advice and, um, you know, from experiences and that. 
So, I mean, it's, it's a great tool, even if you're just reading for yourself or you're practicing with a friend, you know, I, I truly feel like this is a really good thing in order to get in touch with our higher selves again. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I find myself yeah. not on purpose, but anytime I'm out, I'm reading somebody, you know, I know we all yeah. kind of read somebody anyways, but I mean, in depth. So it's like I Absolutely. see the person deeper. I see their you wounds know, and traumas. I see, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And actually, that's where I was going to go next um, to kind of add on to what's happening in my, my, my daily life, too, now. All right. I think it already had been. I'm just now noticing it. But especially since I noticed the pattern with getting personal cues and working off of those, I'm like, I wonder if that's been happening. That's what's been happening when I go out somewhere and I'm passing a random stranger and like I all of a sudden will have some random events pop in my head that happened like 10 years ago or something. I'm really thinking that I'm I'm actually reading them and I don't know it. And that would explain so much about why um, going out is so hard <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So, huh. but being aware can kind of help control and understand that a little bit more and help others more, I think. So. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So what I think I might do is pull a couple of cards for you, Marty, just to kind of give an example of how to read. Um, one, one thing I think in session 89 uh, in the law of one, it kind of explains like how the best way to read a card is like going through um, what would it symbolize for you? And what images are you getting in your head about what it symbolizes for you? Because sometimes one card can mean, you know, quite a few different things depending on the situation. Yeah, depending on each person. Yep. Right. So let me see if I can't get my video on. There we go. Okay. Can you see me? Yes. Okay. And I know my cards blend into the tablecloth. For that, I apologize. That's <laughs> all so I needed to do. I like the tablecloth. I, I do too. Um, my fingernails are dirty because I was digging potatoes. So please excuse that. Um, right we are still getting potatoes, tomatoes, and peppers. And we even pulled a few carrots today. So Awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's pull a card or two and see, just kind of give an example. So the King of Wands really blends into the table. Oh, my gosh. can't really see it. It's blurry, but that's yeah. okay. It, awfully, it is awfully blurry. Colorful deck. Yeah, it's a beautiful deck. Beautiful deck. I'm just wondering if it would ever come in focus. Kind of a I glare, see, too. I can see it a little bit better. Okay. Wow, it's colorful. Yeah. So the King of Wands, well, okay, so the Wands to me is all about magic, and it's all about working with the elements on manifesting, realizing, you know, how powerful 
we truly are on the inside. And that, let me take a look. We've got almost like a um, someone standing behind him, which you can't necessarily um, see like a, a physical body in that. So that is um, in relation to higher self, higher self waiting to come forward and or you giving your own higher self permission to come forward. Um, there's so much elemental, there's electricity in this picture. So maybe it's pointing to, you know, don't forget that you are an elemental being and that you can manifest things into reality. We just need to give permission um, to our guides and to ourselves. Um, and also like acknowledge that we ourselves can do this. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're trying to get done what we need to get done as far as manifesting for the greater good. Um, there is, uh, let's see what else is in here. There's like a, a little bubble with like a, it looks like an embryo in here. So this is like new phases, new life, new ideas, new discoveries, that type of thing. So um, I think this is waiting for you whenever you give permission to yourself to accept these things and maybe, um, you know, maybe receiving is being blocked. We're so used to giving that uh, and we don't, uh, at least right now, we don't embody the giving and receiving are the same, same things. And that goes into the category of, uh, of worthy unworthiness um, and finding that we are worthy of these things. And we are these magnificent beings that can, can manifest things and, make things happen for us that we need to um yeah so um i'll do another card or two we have a six of wands okay i'm sorry the six of swords what am i saying maybe it was meant to be six of wands <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it's a six of swords so swords to me equals truth because we have archangel michael and his sword of truth and then we have the rider on the white horse in revelations with the sword coming out of his mouth that is speaking truth because sometimes the truth hurts um mm. but you know yeah if we go into uh giving catalyst to others like sometimes the best way to help is to allow the catalyst to unfold before them um mm. sometimes that is speaking our truth and speaking our boundaries uh, in that but we have like what looks like a, a um a small boy i mean not like a toddler but not grown up either so maybe this is you know working on that divine that masculine energy and that protector energy because the masculine is our uh, protector it's our hunter gatherer and that type of thing so maybe it's kind of pointing to you know kind of stepping into that role a little bit um you know our um our men well, it used to be. We used to send our men out to do things. That used to be their role. So maybe this is a get things done, find a way to get things done, step into that masculine energy, step into that strength, that that uh, uh, stronger energy. Um, let's see what else is going on in here. There's like a castle behind him. When you uh, get down, maybe take pictures of these so I can see them clear. Yeah, I okay. sure will. I, sh I certainly can. Um, I'll send them to you. Uh, there's also, again, maybe that's a little bit easier for you to see if I hold them over here. Um, there's also that same, like, uh, fetus above him, which is, like, this idea is, like, waiting to be born. Wow. And I think it's, yeah, same thing. And it's only in a few cards. So that's pretty 
uh, coincidental there, but there's some storm clouds here. I think it's storm clouds. Yeah, there's some storm clouds here. Um, so this is somehow blocking, um, uh, yeah, not yeah. giving, yeah, not giving permission uh, for yourself to uh, have these things or to manifest. And we all have to get over that. You know, we when we recognize that we are beings of infinite worth, uh, which ultimately unlocks the third eye, um, according to a lot of one, that really assists in the manifesting. And this is where, uh, you know, true service to self, I'm sorry, true service to others would be beneficial to have because not only are you, you're, yes, you're manifesting for others, but we also understand that yeah, we have to fill our own cup before we can um, fill others. So, um, absolutely. And he's like um, rowing a boat through a sea of fire. So this is like chaotic energy. Yeah, chaotic. I don't know what to do. Energy. Um, yeah. But he's also staying pretty calm, and he's got like this. Um, uh, mask going on thing that he's encountering over here mm. um, which I don't know is like uh, symbolic or maybe ancient wisdom, ancient knowledge so maybe uh, putting uh, your ancient wisdom and knowledge into action um, mm -hmm. might be a theme. We'll do one more. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a female or a male? That's wow. feminine. Like lions. Wow. Yeah. 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 I can see myself as that. Yes. Me. Taking too. control. That's oh, right. No. Right, go go, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I know you're a reader too, and you're probably going to get your uh, other things out of this too. But yeah, it's this is the strength card. Uh, I wish it wasn't so blurry. I'm going to have to work on that. Um, this is a strength card, so of course lions are going to symbolize strength, but um, like you said, taking a little bit of control with the previous card, you know, kind of adding that masculine energy, that masculine role a little bit, uh, or tapping into it, um, and, and nurturing that, um, you know, giving yourself permission to do that. Um, let's see what also is in this. We have what looks like... Um, Almost like a sphere above here. I know it's kind of hard to see on the camera. I wish it wasn't so blurry. That's okay. Um, almost looks like a sphere. And, you know, going back to the previous card, we had a lot of that ancient knowledge and wisdom. So maybe this is, uh, you know, getting downloads, um, going into meditation, getting downloads, getting guidance. Um, also, she's got what looks like the same sphere, maybe a little bit more illuminated right behind her head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's actually, it looks more like a wheel behind her. So mm -hmm. breaking patterns. Yeah, anytime I see a wheel, it just reminds me of breaking patterns of human behavior or human thoughts. Um, and, you know, doing something a little out of the box, you know, not, uh, every once in a while. And uh, doing a little something different for yourself. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, let's see. So, how was so that? Go ahead. So, putting it all together, what would you say? 
So, so putting it all together, hopefully, I don't know, maybe I can do this a little bit. So putting it all together, I would really say, so you have the King of Wands first over here, okay? Um, that's using your magic, um, manifesting, giving yourself permission, because there is, you know, the higher self kind of staying behind here. Speaking to the higher self, um, through dreams, through meditation, um, um, learning how to put this in action through the divine masculine, really kind of stepping up to the plate on just getting things done, because that's what our our men do. And then finding that strength from the spirit and recognize when you're getting downloads, which I don't feel like that's an issue with you. I think you recognize, you know, when you get downloads. Yes. But maybe record, maybe record. Uh, one thing I noticed before is whenever I kind of put my uh, experiences down in a linear fashion, I beforehand, I didn't realize that they were connected. And when I put them all out linearly, it was like, oh these are completely connected so you know putting mm -hmm. those connections together um and um then we can come out on top and maybe realize what's going on and what actions we need to take so right yeah well i've been because yeah. i've been waiting for this apartment and some information on that which for whatever reason i'm not getting any information uh puts me in that stuck mode but it encourages me to connect with my higher self um and to do muscle testing on myself asking questions uh to my higher self you know will i get the apartment or, or is this the right direction and i get a yes so i am connecting with my higher self um i'm reaching in trying to be calmer and trying to grasp what is the lesson in all this stuck energy, you know, get hit with this mold and all this other physical stuff going on with me. What's so the lesson? You're your like a fire, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's the lesson? And, uh, uh, I just keep getting like stuck energy it, Usually, want you want to break free, right, from stuck energy. So well, that is, the, yeah. Well, yeah, we all do, but that is the fire in me uh, to want to go inside and ask questions, and even you know my saints, you know I know they're all me uh, to help me with whatever I need, and and it moves me to connect with Source. So I'm doing everything I can, uh, you know, I keep hearing that so, the outcome is good. So I'm trying, doing yeah. my best to trust that. Right. And, uh, you know, the strength card being, um, you know, the last card here that I pull for you. But um, I do feel like there is like a, a block going on and giving yourself permission might be the answer because i know i blocked myself on through my own on manifesting what i manifested here over uh not understanding that i'm actually worthy of that you know and um you know moving on moving to a different location moving on to a new start basically correct like 
sometimes we just don't think that we're worthy of that, which um, I had to get over myself, and I'm still working on that at sometimes. Um, and, and you know, a new location—it's—it's—it's kind of like uh, like right on time with all these energies, because uh, what yeah. I'm doing is I'm letting go of stuff. Um, I've lived here for six years. Uh, it's just, hmm. I don't know. It seems like the, it's, the energy is just gearing me towards that. And yes, you're right. Giving myself permission to move forward with something different. Yeah. Moving on to basically a new start. I mean, what you're, what you're going to be getting is a new start essentially. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, yeah, giving yourself permission and, uh, really connecting with the higher self. Like you mentioned earlier, you've already been, you've already been trying to do, but, um, Maybe you know, letting your higher self take the the, the wheel every once in a okay. while. You know, okay. you know what I mean, and just really dive into that intuition on which steps that you need to take. I know I've relied on it in a few circumstances where I was like, you know what, I really need to be like listening to what my inner gut is telling me on this. You know, because sometimes things don't happen in one hop, skip, and jump. Sometimes there's like several steps, and I know. You've got several steps that need to be worked out before then. Uh, so tackle one at a time or tackle what you can do anything about uh, at this moment in time. And then sometimes it's like a hurry up and wait thing. But having mm-hmm. the patience that it's trying to show you. <laughs> that, Definitely. You know, the, the patience <laughs> and patience is like my ultimate weakness. Like I don't have any sometimes and I'm fully aware of that. So I'm working on it. But Um, you know, having that patience and everything, faith, you know, faith that everything is working out exactly on time when you need it and not a minute sooner, not a minute later. You know, Trish, when you think about these energies that are happening now with these uh, retrogrades and, you know, Mm -hmm. I think four super moons in a row. (laughs) um, Yeah. The... I don't know, the solar flares. I mean, I think a lot of people are stuck right now. And then all of a sudden, it's just going to move again. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, good reading. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, the solar flares are picking up again. Um, And we just got hit, what, earlier in the week with a major solar flare or not. I'm with you. I know we talked a little bit about this earlier. I'm seeing it in my own actions and other people in the way that everybody's acting with it. So I'm glad it was a good reading. I'm glad that it helped and just it to really kind of give did. an example of, of of how I pick up on things because I was hearing worry a lot of words with that one and picking out the symbology for each thing in the picture and every deck is different. And mm-hmm. um, another point. Uh, that I wanted to make was that you really have a, have to have a relationship with certain decks. If you're not uh, feeling a connection with a certain one, that it's you just it's more difficult to read from. I can't just read from any deck. I feel like I need to to work with one that I'm really connecting with and um, uh, really getting a lot of insight from. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I have a sacred geometry deck that 
it's really it's really sweet. Good. But I also have the 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 writer uh, tarot. So. Oh yeah. Okay. I used a couple different ones. I use the Starman tarot. That's the one that I have that I was using now. Um, It was actually uh, written by or drawn up by uh, Michael. I'm sorry, Michelle D'Angelo, which was David Bowie's artist. He he did his own tarot book, my tarot deck. And then I also use um, an oracle deck for like clarifiers in that. Mm. So I really connect with. So it kind of gives a, a little bit of extra insight on, uh, you know, the initial card that I pull from the Starman tarot. So. Mm. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think I'm going to go ahead and stop recording now. I think I covered everything that I wanted to. Do you feel like you covered everything that you wanted to? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop recording.